Hey everyone, and welcome to the Bible Breakdown Podcast. In this podcast, we will be breaking down the Bible one chapter a day. Whether you are a new believer or have been following Christ for a while, we believe that you will learn something new and fresh every single day. So thank you for joining us, and let's get into breaking down the Bible together. Well, hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Bible Breakdown Podcast with your host, Pastor Brandon. Today, Deuteronomy chapter 12. And even though there's a lot of good stuff in here, if I were to give it a title, it would be Settle In to a Life of Discipline. Settle In to a Life of Discipline. God is about to really challenge them and encourage them to realize that you know, before you know, you really know God or when you first get to know God, everything's new, everything's different, you're figuring it out. But pretty soon, if you want to have sustained success as a Christ follower, in other words, you want to continue to grow in God, you need to settle into a life of discipline or as, the, um, as people used to call it, a rule of life. In other words, a pattern of life to sustain what God is wanting to do in your life. And we're going to get into that in just a moment. But as always, if you like what we're doing here, make sure you like, share, and subscribe to this. If you're doing the YouTube thing, if you're doing the podcast thing, make sure you're leaving us a five-star review and commenting on this. It really does help. And I would love for you to do me a favor. Go to the Facebook group, Bible Breakdown Discussion. Let me know what God is doing in your life. And I would love to know this. Do you have a normal devotional strategy other than just listening to this podcast. <laughs> I hope you're listening to this every day, but do you have something else you do? Do you journal? Do you have a certain time when you pray? That kind of thing. I want to know in the comments. I'm always working on mine, trying to get mine figured out a little bit because I want to make sure that I am making room in my life for God to speak to me. When I was younger in my relationship with God, I would always say, God, I really want you to speak into my life, but I feel like you never do. And I was listening to a preacher one time who said that sometimes God doesn't speak to you because you never give him a chance. And I was like, what do you mean? I'm always here. And he was saying, what if you set up a schedule with God every day? God, every day at 6 a.m., I'm going to read your word. I'm going to pray. He's like, you'd be surprised how many times God chooses, chooses to move in your life at 6 a.m. because you put God on your schedule. And that transformed my life. I was like, well, yeah, that's exactly how that goes. That'd be like if I never was around my wife. I just kind of was here, there, everywhere. And I was like, why don't you ever spend time with me? I wonder if she would say, because you're never here. <laughs> I never know when to expect you. And so there's some, a lot of that going on in this. And kind of to catch you up, that's what Deuteronomy is really all about. Moses, one of the greatest leaders to ever live, is about to die. He is not going to be able to go into the promised land with this nation of Israel that he has loved for so long, but he can cheer them on. And he's trying to tell them, man, if you will just trust and obey the Lord, there's so many great things that God has planned for you, but you got to trust and obey the Lord. And so that's what he's continuing to do. And so Deuteronomy means second law. He is laying down the law of God, the covenant of God with them all over again, and he's building it one step at a time. He started with the Ten Commandments, then faithfulness and all of this. And he's saying, when you get into the promised land, this is how you're going to sustain what God is doing. And here again, he's going to say something that's pretty profound. And so we're going to jump right in on this idea of worshiping God his way when you have been blessed. And so if you have your Bibles, your NLT Bibles open to Deuteronomy chapter 12, let's jump in and read what God has to say to us today through this amazing man of God, Moses. Verse 1. 
These are the decrees and regulations you must be careful to obey when you live in the land that the Lord, your God, the God of your ancestors, is giving you. You must obey them as long as you live. When you drive out the nations that live there, you must not, or you must destroy all the places where they worship their gods, high on the mountains, up on the hills, and under every green tree. Break down all their altars and smash their sacred pillars. Burn their Asherah poles and cut down their carved idols. Completely erase the names of their gods. Do not worship uh, the Lord your God in the way that these pagan people worship their gods. Rather, you must seek the Lord your God at the place of worship he himself will choose from among all the tribes, the place where his name will be honored. There you will bring your burnt offerings, your sacrifices, your tithes, your sacred offerings, your offerings to fulfill a vow, your voluntary offerings, and your offerings of the firstborn animals of your herds and flocks. There you and your families will feast in the presence of the Lord your God, and you'll rejoice in all that you have accomplished because the Lord your God has blessed you. Now look at this. Your pattern of worship will change. Today, all of you are doing as you please, because you have not yet arrived at the place of rest, the land the Lord your God is giving you as a special possession. But as soon as you cross the Jordan River and live in the land that the Lord your God is giving you, when he gives you rest from all your enemies and you're living safely in the land, you must bring everything I commanded you, your burnt offerings, your sacrifices, your tithes, your sacred offerings, and your offerings to fulfill a vow to the designated place of worship, the place the Lord your God chooses for his name to be honored. You must celebrate there in the presence of the Lord your God with your sons and daughters and all your servants. And remember to include the Levites who live in your towns, for they will receive no allotment from the land among you. Be careful not to sacrifice your burnt offerings just uh, anywhere you like. You may do so only at the place the Lord will choose within your tribal territories, and there you must offer burnt offerings and do everything I command you. But you may butcher your animals and eat their meat in any town wherever you want. You may freely eat the animals with which the Lord your God blesses you. All of you, whether ceremonially clean or unclean, may eat that meat, just as now you eat gazelle and deer. But you must not consume the blood. You must pour it out on the ground like water. You may not eat your offerings in your hometown, neither the tithe of your grain, the new wine, the olive oil, nor the firstborn of your flocks and herds, nor any offering to fulfill a vow, nor your voluntary offerings, nor your sacred offerings. You must eat these in the presence of the Lord at the place he will choose." Eat them there with your children, your servants, the Levites who live in your towns, celebrating in the presence of the Lord your God in all you do. And be careful never to neglect the Levites that live in your land. When the Lord your God expands your territory as he promised and you have, uh, and you have the urge to eat meat, you may freely eat meat whenever you want. It might happen that the designated place of worship, the place that the Lord your God chooses for his name to be honored, is a long way from your home. If so, you may butcher any of the cattle, sheep, or goats that the Lord is giving you, and you may freely eat the meat in your hometown, as I have commanded you. 
Anyone, whether ceremonially clean or unclean, may eat that meat, just as you do now with gazelle and deer. But never consume the blood, for the blood is in the life, and you must not consume the lifeblood with the meat. Instead, pour out the blood like the ground, <laughs> on the ground like water. Do not consume the blood, so that all may go well with you, and that you and your children after you, because you will be doing what pleases the Lord." Take your sacred grain uh, gifts and your offerings given to fulfill the vow and the place the Lord chooses. You must offer the meat and blood uh, of your burnt offerings on the altar of the Lord your God. The blood of your other sacrifices must be poured out on the altar of the Lord your God. But you may eat the meat. Be careful to obey all my commands so that all will go well with you and your children after you because you will be doing what is good and pleasing to the Lord your God. When the Lord your God goes ahead of you and destroys the nations and you drive them out and live in their land, do not fall into the trap of following their customs and worshiping their gods. Do not inquire about their gods saying, how do these nations worship their gods? I want to follow their example. Stop it. <laughs> you must not worship the Lord your God the way the other nations worship their gods. They perform for their gods and every detestable act that the Lord hates. They even burn their sons and daughters as sacrifices to their gods. So, be careful to obey all the commands I give you. You must not add anything to them or subtract anything from them. Now, the reason why I read straight through that and didn't stop is because... What God is saying is, is he's saying right now, while everything is new and you're getting ready to go over into the promised land, there's going to be a seasons of shaking things up and taking all this stuff. Like there's going to be a season of grace for all of that. But once you get through that, you need to establish some discipline, some order, some systems in your life so that you can sustain what God is doing. And then he said, and also don't look to other people, other cultures to figure out how to worship God. Instead, look at what God has told you to do and just stay there. Yeah, but this is new. This is different. This is shiny. That's great. Stay with what God's called you to do. Be consistent with what he's called you to do. And what that really speaks to me in two ways is number one is, yes, there will be seasons in your life. And the one I think of right now is as a new Christian. You're, you, you ever been around a new Christian, or maybe you are right now? It's such a such a fun season. They're excited. I want to read the whole Bible in ten days. I'm like, let's do this. You know, you just go for it, and you just whatever, and everything's everywhere. But then eventually, Lord willing, a new Christian will get around someone who's been around a little while. We used to call them seasoned, and we just call them old. And they they try to slow them down a little bit. They don't get rid of that energy. They don't get rid of that excitement, but help them to realize, man, Christianity is not a sprint. Man, this is a lifelong thing that actually enters into eternity. So that doesn't mean you get lazy, but it does mean you pace yourself because you want to grow. It's just like when you start dating somebody that you're eventually going to marry, there's that excitement about that initial encounter of getting to know them and going on that date. But eventually you need to get ready for that relationship and let it deepen and widen and all of that. And so that's when you have someone who comes along and disciples that person and says, you need to establish a daily time with God. You need to discipline your thought life. You need to discipline your, your prayer and you know th that kind of thing. But also, we go through different seasons of life. I think of, of mothers with young children. When you have young kids, 
you're just trying to make it through the rest of the day, right? And so there's that season when everything's just up in the air. And God has grace for that. But just like he's telling these Israelites, you're going to go through this crazy season where you're just trying to, to grab some of, some of God whenever you can. God has grace for that. But make sure as quickly as you can, you discipline yourself so that you can sustain what God is doing. God has grace for crazy, <laughs> for crazy seasons. But also for your own benefit, make sure that as soon as you can, you establish discipline so you can sustain what God is going to do. And then the second thing is this. He says, don't look at those other nations as an example of what I want. And that is so very important because as Christians, we can look at culture. Because God's word has been around a long time. And God's word says, do this, do it my way, and you'll be blessed. And then, you know, sometimes we can look at this and go, yeah, that's fun. But look at all these other things. Why don't, why don't we do all these other things? And it's okay to have variety in your life, but never at the expense of what God asks for. So as a Christian, we have to be so very careful not to add to what God says to do or to subtract from what God says to do. Now, if, if you find something that is within the guardrails of what God says, within the guardrails of worshiping God with purity and honesty, great, do it. But if there's anything that you add to your life that will draw you away from just the simple joy of knowing God, you've got to be careful. Because you may find yourself not worshiping God, but creating an idol of something else that you don't need to. So you have to be so very careful. And there really isn't ever a time when you can just kind of put this on repeat and not have to focus on this. Because it's so easy to get drawn away from the Lord. That's why Moses spends so much time saying, man, God's got such an amazing plan for your life. But you have to choose it every day. (laughs) And if you choose it every day, you can have sustained goodness in your life by having a disciplined life, and by not adding to or taking away the simple joy of knowing God. Let me pray for us and we'll be done for today. Father, thank you so much for your goodness, your kindness, your mercy. Thank you, God, that you want good things for us and that you also want to teach us how to sustain those good things in us. I pray that every day we will choose life and choose knowing you. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Don't forget, God's word says in Deuteronomy 30, Today, I have given you the choice between life and death. Choose life. You can make this choice by loving the Lord your God, obeying him, and committing yourself firmly to him. My prayer is today, you will choose life. I look forward to seeing you tomorrow for Deuteronomy chapter 13.